Blog Talk Radio. Catherine. I'm waiting for Anne, who will be here shortly. <laughs> I found her just two minutes before the show, so she'll be here in a moment to help um, host the show. We need Anne here, and the heart, who is, many of you know, the, um, the one who runs the website called Hollow Earth Network. And she has been masterfully helping with the show and answering questions and keeping track. So we look forward to her coming here. In the meantime, I'm going to give you a little update, um, a little intro about what's on the agenda for tonight. It's very exciting. Um, We're going to have a visit. We'll have our usual channeling from Mother, Father, God... And then we're also going to hear from Sanat Kumara, who I hope is going to give us um, a history lesson. Um, I'm not going to say too much about him, except that he has he is one of the seven Kumaras. He has been instrumental in the the work that's now going on in uh, on our planet. He was instrumental in helping Jesus to come here to really rescue us from the dark things that were going on on the planet. And I believe that this is not the only place he's done that. But we will... I'm not going to speak for him. I have asked him to please give us um, a, a full history lesson about his experiences and and what's going on with the development of the races and the history of the planets and of our our genetic background and also our psychological background. So I think I hear Anne on the line. Is that you, Anne? <laughs> Rustling papers. <laughs> I'm here. Yeah, I just arrived from another world. <laughs> Are you out of breath? <laughs> uh, I, I'm adjusting. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, everybody. I I just got so wrapped up in things I was doing, I totally forgot what day it was, and uh, uh, I had I had received the two-minute warning from Catherine. Yes. <laughs> Would well, you I'm like me to introduce you. you at all, or what would you like <laughs> me to do, Catherine? <laughs> <laughs> well, this was good for a laugh. <laughs> um, <clears throat> let's keep our introduction fairly brief tonight. I've, oh, I've introduced okay. you. I think okay. most of the people on the call are familiar with you and your website. 
I mentioned mm-hmm. the Hollow Earth Network one. Um, okay. And I am counting on you. I see the numbers of callers are adding up, so <clears throat> Anne will handle the um, questions and manage who's going to get to ask their question next. Um, I started to tell them about our guest for tonight, who is Sanat Kumara. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. And he has a lot to tell. I hope he won't be modest about his descriptions of where he's been and the things he's helped organize, because it covers the galaxy, I think, Mm. his experience. So... I'm hoping that he will um, give us a good history lesson. That's what I was talking about before. Sounds wonderful. Yeah, so we're going to have our... um, I think it's timely, too, because he can give us the perspective on this ascension process that we're all thinking about, working toward what it really means in galactic terms, you know, Mm -hmm. um, where it, how we've come to this place in our development, and so on. Um, We're going to hear from Mother, Father, God first. I don't know what they'll talk about, but they always have something interesting and new for us. Um, Oh, I meant to, uh, someone mentioned to me that Last week in the message, uh, Mother, Father, God brought up um, the Freedom Club and how you know people can get involved and find out a lot of information there. And the I think this is important that the address is freedomclubusa.com. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the people at Freedom Club were afraid that people wouldn't be able to find them, but that's how you find them. It's Freedom Club USA. <clears throat> so, um, have you caught your breath? You yes, I'm begin? here, and um, <laughs> um, we can give you a little moment here uh, as uh, the, your first guest will be Mother, Father, God. Is that what we're planning on? Yes, okay. Okay, and um, this, of course, is um, uh, Dr. Catherine May. Uh, who has been a clinical psychologist for 35 years in the New York City and Hudson Bay area, um, mm-hmm. specializing in a very... <laughs> pardon, pardon me? Hudson Valley. Hudson Bay is oh, way well, up Oh, well, that's what I get. I, I wasn't <laughs> looking at my notes. I, I thought I knew it all. <laughs> the Hudson Valley area for 35 years. <laughs> Um, and uh, she's most specially appreciated for her uh, unique uh, uh, technique called visual centering. There's a place on her website. If you go to the website, who needs light dot org, um, it's wonderful because uh, you can check there to learn more about her technique, which is visual centering, and also to click up above where it says. Um, uh, channeled information, and when you click there, um, you get to start right at the beginning, um, as Catherine did, and uh, enjoy the saga as it develops, and uh, these messages continue to expand. So it's intriguing, it's it's not boring at all, and it's very expansive. So with that, I will um, 
give Catherine a moment. Uh, she's going mm-hmm. to I'm believe going to interrupt. It's Catherine again. I just got permission to mention something. Oh. Sunat, Sunat Kamara is the person who taught me the visual centering technique. Wow. Oh, he was wow. Here in, incarnated on Earth. I spent 30 years studying with Sanat Kumara, so he maybe he'll explain. Um, there was a there was a channeling recently from Elizabeth Trutwin about from Sananda about Sanat Kumara and, and their relationship, and um, some there were they mentioned avatars and. You know when when they incarnate and how they arrange these things. So I'm hoping maybe he'll explain a little bit of that. But yes, that was quite I, intricate. Uh huh. Yeah, and a little confusing. So I don't know exactly how they do this, but the the person who trained me has. I mean, I have been told recently that the person who trained me was Sanat Kamara. And I talk to him almost every day about our work. And I was not surprised, really, but delighted and honored to hear that that's who the the person who trained me really was. So the visual centering technique was something that he came with and taught. Mm. Um, and it's... It's based on very ancient teachings, so I hope he will talk about that as well. So, sorry to interrupt you. Oh, no. This I was is, just this given is information permission. only you could share, Catherine. And um, I remember when you uh, shared with me that you had just learned this, so this is very new information. And, um, you know, after after spending, what was it, almost 30 years training when he was embodied here on Earth. Uh-huh. Well, yeah. uh, Catherine, oh, with that, um, I think we'll give you a, a moment to collect yourself and uh, uh, do what is necessary to align yourself with the incoming new frequencies um, so that uh, I, we will first uh, be awaiting the next voice, of which will be Mother, Father, God. And uh, we'll just give Catherine a moment here uh, and await for Mother, Father, God. Thank you, Anne. Greetings, everyone. Yes, this is Mother, Father, God. Actually, this is Father God speaking right now. It's delightful to be here. We always say that, but it's always delightful. We're so happy to be able to talk with you and to bring you all this news and good information and especially to bring you our love and to tell you in person how much we care for you, how closely we watch your progress, how patiently we await the steps you're taking to advance yourselves in this process of ascension. It is thrilling to see so many of you awakening, but still confused, still puzzled about how to proceed. 
so many of you ask questions like, what is my path? What should I be doing? I know I want to be of service, but I don't know how. Well, we can tell you, it's not that complicated. You are being of service. Your efforts, your consciousness, your mindfulness, your efforts to bring love to every encounter, every day, that is a wonderful contribution. That in and of itself makes you a model for other people. It makes you a representative of God. And that's what we ask of you. And it's also what we offer to you. You know, there have been many teachings, many that are very incorrect about our relationship to you. Yes, we did create all this. You are the creation of our hearts. And we have never left you. We have never turned our backs. We have never thought to punish you for your small mistakes. And many of the things that you have have done while you're there on earth were not really mistakes. Sometimes it was your job to give someone a hard time so that they would wake up. And that we understand. Many of you, as you get older, begin to awaken and realize how important your relationships are. This has been happening with younger and younger people now. How about that energy, huh? Did you feel it during the 25th with the eclipse and the the energy we're sending from the sun to help you? It's lifting you, isn't it? Now we understand that some of you might be a little thrown by it. You're not used to feeling powerful energies of love all the time. That's sad, isn't it? So many of you have been raised with depression around you or anxieties or outright hostility. That's going to change. You've seen it already. You know that the dark ones are being taken away the worst of the dark ones. There are a lot of confusing and strange things happening right now, yes. And it will unravel. It may take a while, but you will see. Many of the strange things that have happened will be explained. You know that there have been a number of false flag experiences where the Dark Ones created a huge tragedy to frighten people, to get everyone in line, to take away your freedoms, to create wars. 
Those of you on this call are very aware of those kinds of things. Well, they're winding down because many of you are really onto it. Many of you know whenever you see one of these frightening mass murder type things, you jump right on it and do your research and discover, well, maybe it wasn't quite what they said it was. Maybe it wasn't quite the um, tragedy even that it seemed to be. Some of them are, of course. But a lot of it has been confusing and strange. But it's going to unravel all of it. And thanks to many of you who've been working hard, and thanks to the Great White Brotherhood, who are always working behind the scenes, bringing you new information, helping when there are disasters. You know there are many times when you hear news reports, oh yes, there was a train wreck and there was a man who came and carried people out and helped them and rescued folks. And then we don't know who he was. He didn't give his name. Those are the Great White Brotherhood helping. They appear from time to time without mentioning their names. Often when you hear about good deeds that are done, often it's the Great White Brotherhood, one of our dear masters, intervening in some large or small way. They're everywhere. They are loving and they are smart. They are developing new ways to do everything. New music, new musical instruments, new technologies, wonderful things. Little by little, they filter out into your cultures. Little by little, you see new developments. The people who are designing these things or discovering or inventing these things often don't realize that they have a, one of the masters overlighting them, whispering in their ear. Now, if you just put the magnet over here, you will have a free energy machine. Yes, they do that. You need not fear. It may look as if everything is chaos on your planet right now, but I assure you it is not. I can't say that everything you see is part of the master plan. Of course it isn't. But there is a master plan, and it is being played out. And you are getting wonderful help from every quarter. The masters are all working so hard, and there are many among you who are giving of their time and energy or helping you 
they will be coming forward. We have decided that they will be occasionally, if they're willing, they will be named because we want to encourage you to rely on them. We want to encourage you to ask for their help. And we know that you will need this. We know that you need much in the way of information and training to overcome the darkness that has been so pervasive in your culture that it has affected every part of your lives in such a deep way that many of you don't even realize it. For instance, how often do you hear people talking about stress? How stressed out they are? Or how anxious they are? Or how depressed they are? Well, dear ones, when you reach into your heart, when you anchor yourself in your center and look upward to your higher self, the part of you that has been called your I am presence, when you connect directly to your I am presence, you are with us. You are part of us you can think as we do you can feel what we feel this is what we wish for all of you that you expand your minds open your hearts and understand there is nothing to fear there is nothing in your lives to fear. We have explained to you that death is merely a transition. And what else is there that could frighten you? What if someone calls you a name? What if someone doesn't like you? Well, why should that matter? Even if it's your best friend, even if it's your spouse, Why should it matter? You belong to us. You belong with us. We will love you eternally. We will always be there for you. You need never worry about being alone. Many people say, oh, I stay in this bad relationship because I'm afraid to be alone. Well, what on earth does that mean? How could you possibly be alone? First of all, you're surrounded by your humankind. There are seven billion of you here on the planet. How could you be alone? Well, you don't have a friend. Yes, you do. You have us. And our dear Jesus has come to show you that you always have a friend. Sometimes in in a body, sometimes in spirit. But most of all, you have your own higher self. 
your own connection to us and to all the universe, how could any of you ever be alone? You are one with all the universe. And the universe embraces you. Yes, I know people say, oh, you're like a grain of sand on the enormous beach. Well, no, you're not. You are far more important than that. We see your light, each and every one of you. Your light shines out from your planet. Oh, yes. The ships circling your planet can see your light. Your twin flame up on the ships waiting to greet you can see your flame. Maybe it sounds impossible to you, but it's not at all. It's it's just normal everyday understanding for us. And when you open your mind and open your heart to experience your higher self, your I am presence, you will begin to feel what we feel. You'll begin to see what we see. You'll begin to hear our voice. We talk with you always. It's just that you've been trained not to listen. Your higher self speaks with you all day long. That part of you that has a voice, that is your guide, some people call it your guardian angel, It is your connection to us, like a fabulous conduit that connects us, all of us. Every single one of you is connected to us, and every single one of you is connected to every other one of you. So you could never be alone. There might be a day when there's You're the only one in the house. But you could count that as a lucky day to have a meditation day or a quiet time. How delightful. Even if it lasted a week or a month. Go out your door. Look around. There are friends out there. There are friends everywhere. And many of them, of course, you can't see. But that doesn't mean they're not there. Your ancestors, your guides, the masters who are here to help surround you at all times. And they are very aware. You know, you talk about working toward mindfulness. Yes, exactly. Mindfulness is the quality of being completely aware, completely in tune, and completely conscious of the process that all of you are trying to accomplish, which is 
to be completely in command of yourselves, completely in command of every thought, every feeling, and every action. All day, every day. To purify yourselves so that you are attending at every moment to your connection to us. And in doing that, you will feel overwhelming joy because we feel overwhelming joy when you do it. It's really very simple. It's one of those things that provides what they call an instant reward. The moment you connect with us, you will feel our love pouring down on you. It's impossible not to. That's the way it's set up. We are here to love you. It is our primary concern. And we're here to teach you to love each other. Contrary to what you've been taught, most of you, all your lives, have been taught to fear people who are not exactly like you, and you may not realize it. Even those of you who think you're terribly broad-minded, look deep into your thinking You'll find suspicion. You'll find prejudice. You'll find fear. Extract it. Be rid of it. Bring it out into the light. Look at it. And call it what it is. And say, enough. These crazy ideas, we don't need them anymore. Put them away. Put them in the museum. Close them into a box. Bury it deep. Mother Earth will take care of it. There is no place now for suspicion, prejudice, and fear. You are cared for. And even if you were to die, to leave your body, we assure you that is because it was your contract and it was your wish. And that's as it should be. So there really are no surprises here. Everything works according to universal law. There will be no breaking of universal law. You are given free will. You have made your choices. You have planned your journey here. And you weren't foolish when you planned it either. You planned it with your higher who knows what will be in your best interest. This plan that you designed was not whimsical, was not made in a moment. It was thoroughly planned, 
It was well thought out. And you had many guides and your higher self to help you plan it. So, no fair complaining. You all knew how difficult this place was when you came here. Of course you did. This is why we respect you so much. You are very courageous. No doubts about it. You're all courageous. You don't understand that because you just feel grumpy when things don't go well and you you sometimes think that you're being impatient and and overly selfish maybe. Well, maybe sometimes. But this is a hard place. Truly. You knew that when you decided to come here. You all knew that. So really, it makes no sense to complain. And I'll tell you something about complaining. This should be probably written into universal law because it makes so much sense. Think about it. Every time you complain about your circumstances, you feel worse. The more you complain, the worse you feel. Isn't that true? Now, don't you think people would learn from that? That complaining is a very bad policy. When you say, oh, I feel like I'm being um, buffeted about by life and I have nothing to say about it and I'm a victim, well, nonsense. You're not victims at all. Of course, we acknowledge there is pain and there is suffering on this planet. Of course there is. But it's not always what it's There are many who have decided it's time to leave. And when there is a flood or there is a fire or there's a plane crash, it's because those people knew it was time. So, yes, you mourn your friends and your loved ones when they leave you. Of course, it is difficult because you become so attached to each other in this life. But once you learn to connect directly to your higher self, well, then you can speak with your loved ones wherever they are. If they're still here in body, you can send messages to them. You don't need a cell phone. If they're with us in spirit, you can talk with them. You can feel their presence. You're never alone, as we said. So, this is our these are our words of encouragement for you to try to remind you, those of you who are impatient, I know you want Ashtar to come down here with his chips and rescue everybody. Well, it's not going to be a rescue. It is an important mission, yes. It will improve things, but it is not a rescue mission. 
If it were, we would not permit it. Unless, of course, there was a nuclear threat, and then we would try to save everyone. But that's not the problem now. That's been taken care of. The difficulty now is that everyone needs to learn that this ascension process is a bit like climbing the stairs. You can't stand on the bottom step and say, okay, I'm ready now. You must assess your progress. You must look. Are you still feeling frustrated? Are you still ranting at people under any circumstances? Do you lose your temper? Do you say things that will make someone else feel bad? Please don't do that. Take command of yourselves, no matter what the circumstances. This is one of the requirements. You must learn patience. You must learn to be gracious. You must learn that vengeance never works. Now, I know you've been told that we take revenge and that God is vengeful and so on. It simply is not true. Now, if we see someone who is creating a holocaust, it's within the great plan to prevent it. Yes, we will strike them down, but only because they're threatening many others. You will see it happen. There are there are people who are leaving the scene. Some quietly, some because they seem to be sick, others because they just seem to be moving on to do other things. Well, that is not an accident. I won't mention any names, but there was a congressperson who has decided to step down. One of the most disruptive Little by little, they're leaving. You will notice that the ones who have caused the most discord and frustration are taking, they're exiting the stage, the troublemakers. There are fewer and fewer. And they're getting less support. Yes, there are still some who are walking around beating their chests, but fewer and fewer. And the public in general is less patient with that kind of thing. And that's as it should be. As your energies rise, you will notice people are friendlier. Even the ones who didn't used to be friendly are friendlier. So take heart, everyone. We came to give you this positive message because we see things moving. We see you in motion. Now remember this lesson today. Reach 
Reach for your higher self. Say to yourself, I am with God. I am God. I belong to God. God is with me. Every day, every moment, we smile on you. Are you smiling back? Yes. (laughs) All right. Now I will turn this over to our dear co-host, Anne. And for now, Mother, Father, God, say namaste to all of you. Thank you. Thank you, Mother, Father, God. It was a beautiful message, and I've been taking notes. I'm sure everybody has, and uh, we will soon have the recording of this message available so that we can take it back in again and uh, really appreciate uh, the wisdom that we just heard. Um, Catherine is here. Um, I don't know if she wants to step in Mm -hmm. and speak or if she would just like to use this little bridge uh, to bring in our next guest. Um, And since I don't hear Catherine speaking, I'm just guessing that the next voice... There you yeah, are. I'm going to interrupt you for a minute and, uh, and take a breather. I like, I do like to. Um, here's a little music. I do like to take a little transition time. Um, just like a stretch in between, you know, when you've been sitting at your desk. I really enjoy these messages, and as I'm speaking, as Mother, Father, God are speaking through me, I feel their love. I feel the the tone of the message. I don't always catch the words exactly, but I feel the sense of love that they're sending. And it's it's delightful. I like to have a moment to just digest it, you know, and experience it myself. And then I often go back and listen to so that I can get the full meaning of the message. But each one who comes through is different. Their their energy, their message is different. So I like to sort of finish. It's as if we've had a conversation and one person is leaving and you have a moment to just say, Oh, wasn't that wasn't that a pleasure? And now, what's next? <laughs> so I've had a moment to enjoy. And we can go on to talk with Sanat Kamara. So, and, okay. Yes. And th- that was a really nice idea. I, th- I like that idea of pausing and not um, 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 putting the... Uh, different messages so close to each other that we don't um, really acknowledge what we've just heard and um, appreciate uh, the difference. Um, And again, we're all going to be listening to the recording of this call 
and we need to give Catherine a little time as well to, um, again, adjust her own frequencies. So um, if Catherine is here, um, another few words, and if we don't hear from Catherine, uh, we will be hearing next uh, from Sanat Kumora. That will be the next voice that we'll be hearing. Yes, dear ones, this is Sanat Kamara. I'm delighted to be here as well. Now, this is an interesting time for me because, of course, I have a long history with Catherine. She doesn't know what I'm going to be saying today or how I will describe things to you, but I've asked her permission to mention that um, that we she studied with me, yes, and it was a pleasure. We have a long history. Catherine studied with me for almost 30 years, and we have kept in touch since I have been here in spirit form. She was unhappy when I left. I knew she would miss me, but she also knew that it was time. So she took it very well. We parted gently, and she knew that it was time for me to leave because it was time for her to pick up the banner to carry it forward. It is a time now. You know this. It is the time of the feminine power. And I had taught her everything I knew about the visual centering work. She had learned it well. It was time for me to leave. I had worked with many, many people over the years It's true I didn't advertise what I was doing. I didn't have a marketing plan. I didn't have an Internet website. I just worked with the people who came and taught them what I could. And it was a pleasure. It was a pleasure to work with so many bright-eyed people and to see them move on in their lives. But it was interesting that none of them really understood how to use this. None of them really understood that they could learn to do the visual centering work and that they could teach others. It was a very inward time my years there on earth there were few people who even thought about the idea of being of service to others all through the 50s and the 60s and the 70s and the 80s things started to move a little bit in the 90s I left beginning of 2000 
But it was at times when I was in body, I was a bit frustrated that I couldn't seem to pass the material on except to Catherine. She stayed on. She learned everything I could teach her. It's a very odd thing to spend an entire lifetime developing a body of work and to have only one student interested in it. I think she's beginning to understand that it was our time. She saw immediately that this was the work she wanted to do. She understood it. That was no accident. Of course, we had planned this long before either of us came. We didn't know it at the time. That's the way being in a body is, isn't it? And then once you leave, you look back and say, Oh, of course. (laughs) Now I see. Well, Catherine has asked me to give you a bit of a history lesson. And I would enjoy doing that. Of course, there's quite a lot to tell. I'll have to make it a bit abbreviated. I've been around a long time, you know. Some call me the ancient of days. You have heard the history of the Kamaras, maybe. Maybe you know that we were instrumental in coming here to try to help planet Earth to come back from the effects of the Dark Ones, the Fallen Angels, the Reptilians, as you've called them. You may have heard that the reptilian race at one point, out of their own free will, decided to monkey with their own genetic makeup and to eliminate from themselves the capacity for compassion, empathy, and a connection to God. Now, while I was doing the visual centering work, I saw some of this. Catherine and I talked about it at great length. The fact that there seemed to be some among us who were not like us, who seemed to be another species, And she began to write. And in her book is an entire section about the Dark Ones. Now, this was being written long before we had heard about reptilians. But she saw it. She saw that there was a different species. That they could not be reached in the same way as the humans, the humans whose hearts 
may be closed, may even be hardened, but are still there. Those are the people we work with. Those are the ones we want to reach. I worked as a therapist during my time on Earth, and it was fitting since psychology was beginning to become a popular mode of helping people. It is what we have always done, the Kamaras. We have gone to those places where there was darkness, where people were in need. It's been our way for thousands of years. Now, where shall I begin to tell you the story? We began the Kamaras. We began our lives on Venus. You've heard the story about how the great creator throws out a spark. And that spark is a soul. And when that soul divides, it creates twin flames. Well, yes, that's how we were born. That's how we were all born. We were just among the first of the of the planets to develop, not the first. There are others even older than we, masters who have worked their way closer to God, We are constantly working. We are always practicing. We are always learning. And as we learn, we perfect our ability to be of service. It has always been our way. So, those of you who have heard of our story have heard about the seven Kamaras and you know that Jesus is one of the Kamaras. We've called him Sananda. Sananda's relationship with me goes back a long way. You might you might say we have a relationship like an uncle. I feel toward our Sananda like an uncle would. I have encouraged him always. I have backed his project strongly. But early on, long before we came here to planet Earth, was trouble on Orion. The reptilians had done what we talked about earlier, had decided to operate on their own DNA. They were creating troubles throughout 
not all of the reptilians had done this. There was a group who had, and they were interested in populating and traveling across the universe. They already had high levels of technology. They were interested in spreading their darkness across the galaxies. We knew of this. The seven Kamaras went to Orion. We wanted to try to bring peace. We were interested in how to deal with this genetic problem. You might say we even were interested in trying to reverse the process so that the reptilians who were the offspring of the ones who had been genetically modified could be restored. We did try to work with that. We were somewhat successful. There was even some inbreeding, some work with children of the reptilians to help them, to restore them to the light. We were successful. It created a race of those who had been a part of the darkness, who had been genetically modified, who were able to rework their own feelings, rework their own attitudes, and to join us. But not all, not all, as you know, There were still many of the reptilians, some who were very powerful in their energy and their dedication to their darkness. And then there were others who were the followers, who were not quite 100%. Some of the offspring were not as dedicated to the project as as their parents had been. But still, they remained in the fold. And they decided to go out across the universe to populate and make trouble wherever they could. And they chose planet Earth. To our dismay, beautiful planet Earth, who was designed to be paradise. Yes, she was known as the beautiful planet, the playground of the angels, the place, you might say, where one could go for R&R to incarnate, to experience a life in somewhat lower dimensions, but at that time was nothing like it. Like you know, the three dimensions that you know. 
so the dark ones came to planet Earth, settled in, and started to do their damage. All the while, there were beings, humans, from other planets who wanted to try to develop a human race. We were very interested in combining races. We wanted to incarnate in every race throughout history so that we would experience what it was like. Now, by races, we don't just mean the black, white, yellow, red, blue, whatever you have here now. (laughs) We also mean the planetary races. So we have gone out, we Kamaras, have been mm, what you might call the ambassadors. It was our wish to bring peace and cooperation and an exchange throughout throughout our galaxy and beyond because we saw the richness that is possible the joy that can be created by sharing, by learning about others, by the process of exchange. We established what I suppose you might be might um, be similar to the Silk Road. We established it in the universe. And then we came to planet Earth. But it was well thought out before we came here. Jesus himself was very eager to come to planet Earth because the circumstances here had become so dark. The dark ones had done their their dirty work. The attitudes and the beliefs on planet Earth had become so bereft of any connection with God. There were almost none left on the planet. You have in your history echoes of those times the dark ages what you've called the dark ages was like a secondary wave of those dark times that existed before Sananda came there were some of your archaeology has shown you There were cultures where they had devolved from being the brilliant connection to God to the darkest 
possible cultural practices, even within cultures like the Mayans. There were pockets where their games became uh, an excuse to sacrifice human life. Their religious practices came to include slaughtering children or women, virgins, those hideous practices that developed under the name of religion, in the name of God. We saw this happening. We saw how pervasive it was. Jesus wanted to come. He hadn't given up. He saw this beautiful planet and he knew if we came here, if we worked at it, we could make a difference. We had the best wishes of all the masters. Mother, Father, God agreed. Prime Creator gave the blessing. And we began of years we began we established our centers we established places where we could secretly develop connections through throughout the population we organized with the great white brotherhood that was a part of the plan It's a a fairly recent development on your planet that the Masters have organized so beautifully and have taken over the work. It has been a slow, long process. When Sananda said, we can do this, we will go there, We will change things. We will turn it around. I backed him. I agreed. I gave my blessing. And I helped him to organize. You know, if you were going on an expedition to climb Mount Everest, you know the kind of planning it takes? Well, that was a small, that would be a small project compared to what what we decided to do to come here. It has been a long process. It has been difficult. And you know, Sananda has been here more than once. He has incarnated seven times throughout the history of planet Earth. Many of those times are not even recorded in your history. We have all been here. The Kamaras have all been here. Many times. We have walked among you. We love you dearly. And we didn't quit.
and needed you. And here we are now. All of us. Here we are now. You have done your work. We have done our work. There are millions who have helped. For every one of you, there are several who have been working hard for eons to make this happen. It gives you a sense of just how dark the dark ones really were and how determined they were. And because of the agreement with you, because of free will, we could not simply land and take over. The only way that that would have been, that that would have occurred was if Prime Creator had decided that planet Earth was hopeless, that the nuclear weapons and the bad behavior that was going on on planet Earth made it a threat to the entire universe. And believe us, that almost happened. Before your time. But here we are now. It's been like, we see it as a curve. It's been an upward curve for many, many thousands of years. Very gradual. And there have been times when it seemed to backslide to the point where we thought we would not succeed. One of those times was during your era when nuclear weapons were designed and they began exploding bombs across the world. That was when the decision was made that this would be prevented this time. We were wholeheartedly behind that decision. And now, here we are, to teach you how to get in contact with yourselves, how to rid yourselves of every shred of the darkness that the fallen ones brought here to planet Earth. And we will triumph. We will be victorious. There will be dancing in the streets. We will dance with you in the streets. And now, I know that you all have questions. I hope I've answered some of your some of your questions. It's very hard to do a history lesson with, you know, in a half hour to describe hundreds of thousands of years. We can continue this at another time if you wish to ask questions. We're happy to answer them. And now I will ask Anne if there are any people who would like to 
join in and ask questions. I know you have a way of doing that on your on your board. Mm-hmm. And and we do. Um, we have someone in area code eight one eight, ending in eight three six four, and uh, I'm opening your line. And uh, we, yes, we'd like you to introduce yourself and present your question as clearly and concisely as you can. Yes, absolutely. My name is Dani Marie. Um, you can call me Danielle. That's probably much easier. I'm calling from <clears throat> Woodland Hills, California, and my question is regarding the hollow earth. Um, I'd like to know if that is true and some details about it, if so. And if we would, you know, mm-hmm. will we ever will it ever be truly disclosed um, if it is true that it exists? Well, this is this is Sanat Kamara speaking, and yes, I can talk to you. I can talk to you about that. Thank you. Um, yes, of course. The Earth is hollow, and by the way, so is your moon. And the the hollow Earth has been inhabited since, let's see, how can I explain this to you, Uh, for many thousands of years, the inhabitants who are now in hollow earth were originally from the civilization that you call Mu, M-U. Although not strictly, there were others who who also went there at the time that they uh, entered the hollow earth was one of those periods when the earth was in danger. The Atlanteans had decided to use their powerful weapon, their powerful energy source, as a weapon. And there were many who saw the disaster that was coming. And many of those who saw it coming went to the places that they knew would be safe. And one of those places was hollow earth. So they went inside the earth and decided to pretty much seal themselves there to stay separate from those who would be on the surface until the time would come when the planet herself could ascend. They have been more highly advanced. They never fell as far to the three dimensions as the rest of the population did. They maintained their higher level culture in high in the high fifth dimension and have been waiting until the time that all of you would awaken and could match their elevation, their vibration, and 
as you know, your friend Zora speaks for the population of Hollow Earth. And as Zora would say to you, indeed, (laughs) there is a Hollow Earth. (laughs) Does that answer the question? Yes, thank you so very much. That is so informative. And I was completely unaware that the earth itself is going to ascend. Um, That is very, very awesome. (laughs) Yes. And exciting. This is Anne. And uh, Danielle, thank you for such a nice question. Um, because we've had such a good history lesson, and now we're living in history in the making um, on the brink of many new changes. And as you say, Earth herself is ascending, and uh, we're uh, doing our best to be able to keep up with her, um, following the teachings that we're learning on these calls so that we can raise our own vibrations as she ascends. And um, I'm wondering if uh, uh, Sanakamara could give us a little idea of how um, this is going to happen. Zora has told us that um, there's going to be an expansion of the surfaces. Um, They're going to expand and get larger, and there could be some breakage. And uh, can you give us any idea of um, what we will be doing at that time? Yes, and also um, if if there are any suggestions um, with how we can, um, um, I forgot what the word is you used, um, uh, um, elevate ourselves to... to, um, our, um, raise our vibration, I believe you said, if you have any suggestions mm-hmm. yes. or tools or exercises. Absolutely, I do. Thank you. Um, yes, you're welcome. I spoke about earlier about the book that Catherine and I wrote. Uh, Mother, Father, God have also taken credit. <laughs> Uh, of being in on the process. Um, The purpose of the book is to give everyone the introduction to how to clear yourselves psychologically to leave behind all of the residue that has held you back and is lowering your vibration. There are exercises in the book It is designed to be a manual for ascension. That is the purpose of the book. It is designed to help everyone have the manual that they can use to read through, do the exercises, keep a journal, write for yourself, and as you work your way through the book, you will find yourself opening your heart, you will find yourself open to a higher vibrational level. This is the purpose of the book. In addition, the work, the visual centering work, 
that Catherine has placed on the Internet. She has YouTube um, videos of it. It's specifically designed to help you reach the place in your brain which is the confluence of all of your intelligences, including your third eye, your pineal gland, and the connection to your heart. And when you're able to move into that center of operations and breathe the air in the center of your being, this is where you connect to God. And once you're able to move into that place and hold that position, you will be constantly in connection with God and with your own higher self. We have asked Catherine. Yes? I'm sorry. I was just going to ask, where might we find this video? It's on YouTube. It's called Visual Centering. Okay. Now, everyone wants to believe that if they just go and watch the video, that will take care of everything. People don't like to read very much these days, but the book that Catherine wrote is 500 pages. You cannot reduce a 500-page book to a 20-minute video. Yes. What is the name of that It's called Visual Centering. That's the name of the book as well? No, the book is called Who Needs Light. Okay, that's what I need. Who Needs Light, and that is the name of Catherine's website, whoneedslight.org. And she has been asked to teach the visual centering technique to everyone. Everyone who wants to learn it. And that will happen if people will organize groups. She's willing to come to teach groups of 12 people or more. She'll also do large presentations. But if you can have her come and sit in your living room and teach you how to do the visual centering work, you will prepare yourself to ascend. Some people will be able to learn by watching the videos. It will prepare you. It will get you ready to some extent. But it's helpful to have a coach. Mm-hmm. And she's she is willing to do whatever she can to help those who want to learn. Oh. There are and tools it's... available. Okay. And there, it's a minimum of 10 or more people. Is that right? You can ask her about that. Okay, I sure will. She'll have and someone arrange the things for her. And the tools available that you are speaking of? Mm-hmm. Um, the visual centering and the book Okay. are Thanks. a program of lessons on how to ascend, how to raise your level, how to raise your energy level. That's what they're for. Oh, I'm so excited to get the book. <laughs> <laughs> now, we decided, it it was decided that I should 
come on here to talk about this because Catherine's modest about the work. She's not promoting it for herself. But this was my life's work the last time I was on Earth. And I think it's important to let people know that the information is there. It's available to everyone. And you only need to ask. It's there in the book. And it's there in... The book is not about visual centering, except that it describes the state of mind that you need to reach in order to raise your vibrational level. The visual centering provides you with the physical exercise that will help you to change the way your brain works so that you can literally see differently and you can think differently because you change the brain patterns that you have been used to using. And that is really the only way to assure that you're going to raise your level of vibration because you you must rid yourself of the old thinking patterns. And that's what these tools are designed to help you do. Okay. Oh, I've All been right. searching for this for so long, and I'm so grateful that I was able to tune into your show and receive the answers. So amazing. Well, you're welcome, Danielle. And we hear that you have children. <laughs> and I do they have will... children. However, and mine they're... are here. These are other people. Oh. I'm at the pool area. <laughs> I'm so oh. sorry. They're having a ball over there. Oh, that's nice. Well, they will be able to benefit. Your children will benefit from this work as well. Okay. That's wonderful. Well, we had best get busy with ourselves. I know a lot of us are already adjusting our lifestyles and our diets um, so that we are inclined toward uh, benefiting by a higher vibration in our own lifestyles. And the the book, of course, is something that uh, is going to be much appreciated by many. You can go to Catherine's website, whoneedslight.org, O-R-G, and learn about the book. You can also go up to the tab at the top that says uh, Channeled Information and uh, start uh, growing as, as it doesn't take long to listen to or to read all the messages. Uh, we only have uh, three minutes left, and uh, we're very grateful to uh, Sanak Kumara for joining us. And this was a lesson in history that uh, I know we're going to want to listen to over and over to understand what an eventful position we're in right now, uh, all that has occurred to bring us to this particular point. And with that, um, I will let Catherine, our Sanak Kumara, complete the call here. Thank you, Anne. This is Sanat. I wanted to offer to the others here as well that I will come back and offer the lessons that that we talked about here. I can talk a little more about the 
the visual centering work that I developed while I was there and which I taught to Catherine. Um, you can also ask her to help to discuss these um, these techniques. So I will say good night to everyone here. I know we're running out of time. So I will bow out for now and let Catherine and, and Anne come back and say good night to all of you, but I will offer to come back and talk with you again. It's delightful to be here. Namaste, all of you. This is Sanat Kamara. Namaste. Thank you. Thank you, Danielle. I'm going to close your line now, and Catherine will be uh, saying the goodbyes here. Yes, I am. Um, Well, it's easy for me to to have Kamara here, of course. I've worked with him for many years. So I'm delighted um, if he can come back and help us with these Ascension lessons. I know that he is a wonderful teacher. And if he can come back and help us to help introduce to everyone the best possible way that everyone can raise their vibration, that will be a wonderful thing. So I'm delighted that I can bring him here. I loved working with him, and I'm delighted that I can bring him to work with all of you. So this feels like full circle to me, and I'm really enjoying it. So thank you, Anne. Well, I'm sorry I was late. <laughs> we had a wonderful call. This was a great call, yeah. Catherine. All right, and good night, everyone. See you next week.